Hello and welcome everyone to episode 8 of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we read and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, how's it going, everybody? Ready to... Ready to wrap this up yeah it's it's got almost wrapped up it's it's almost Just about done. it's crazy also it's crazy that we've hit 40 chapters <laughs> yeah it feels oh my like gosh. a lot like we're close <laughs> to the end of the first year of one piece yeah yeah and that's actually pretty notable because at least for the extra stuff they have in here and i don't i'm not sure how far after the, the tonka bonds or the collected pieces come out but the, some of the stuff that mm. oda talks about here is like wow it started that early yeah yeah it's wild it's pretty crazy <laughs> yeah so as i said before this is always a set of chapters that i kind of don't remember too much and mm-hmm. after uh last time i was like oh boy it's basically what i remember but i think these set of chapters does redeem does redeem it a bit just again yeah. it is strong yeah yeah, it no, this, does. This arc in strong. It really does. But let's see how it begins with chapter 36, After Them. And before we even get to the chapter itself, we have it official. It is, we're go- the, we're seeing what happened to ba- Buggy's crew after the battle with Luffy with these chapter title pages. And it's such yeah. a good idea to have this. Even if it's, <laughs> spoilers, this is canon events. You don't know it at the yeah. time. You're not going to say how it evolves into it because we haven't really seen much yet. But what a good idea to just have a little focus on other characters and just have them do their own little thing. Yeah. It really lends itself to the idea that One Piece, the world of One Piece is a living world. And there there are things that are always happening that don't concern Luffy and the Straw Hat crew. Like there, there are other characters and they're always moving and off doing their own, having their own stories, basically. And yeah, it's it's really it, it even we're sort of, you know, we just sort of get it like in these little one panel at a time in these chapter chapter covers. It's, it's still really fun. It's amazing how much they convey. Like, yeah, this is all you really need to know. Moji and Kabaji are being run out of town after being beat up like Kabaji's holding his chest wound from Zoro, holding <laughs> yep. his uh, stuff over his back. Moji is showing off his actual strength by carrying a Richie. <laughs> He's carrying a lion while getting bit by the dog. Yeah. It's pretty great. It's it's pretty yeah. great. And you can even see, you have to zoom in a bit, but you can see like all of the townsfolk running after them in the background. Like you can, it's really low res, but you can see the mayor. Yeah. The mayor is right yeah. there in the middle. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's impressive. I, I, I like it. And uh, we'll have yeah. to see how Buggy's crew fares as. How uh, will they escape this time? Times go, time goes on. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But more pressing matters are happening because the kids and Kai are on the run from Django and. Thank God they finally made Django seem competent. <laughs> At least for a he's, little he's bit. He's got a bit of a threat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's they're, like they're out here holding him off and you see um, you see Django like his chakram cutter things just like swooshing through a bunch of trees in the forest. It really builds up the threat because up to this point, he's been an absolute joke. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe he's only be threatening when he's like going after kids. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. That is a good point. But even the kids are talking up. It's like, ah, oh, it's you know, these woods are so thick. Nobody can catch us. You know, we know these yeah. like the back of her hands and he just starts cutting down the forest. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a good one. That's that, that works. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he'll, he's threatening to buzz the whole forest and it's causing this sound. And that's enough to sort of wake up Usopp who realizes, Oh, uh, yeah, they're definitely in trouble with Django after them. Yep. That leads to a very good moment, I'd say, where it's Usopp attempting to go after them. And Koro, again, just looking down at everybody. He's maintaining that so well. Usopp's still trying to beg to his humanity. It's like, dude, how do you not have any ounces of feeling for her? And he's like, oh, she was my pawn. When she's dead, I'll say thanks. But that's it. Yeah, straight up. I love the little lines like, unredeemable scoundrel. Who wants to redeem him? <laughs> <from Luffy's laughs> yeah. <Zoro. laughs> They're just so, up, so upset. But Usopp does get up the will to, uh, to uh, move and tries to get past Koro, but he sends Butchie after him. Yeah. And oh my gosh, this bit was Zoro here. Oh my just, god. Like... It's so cool, <laughs> this takedown. Just reaching yeah. around his neck with the blunt side, drawing him down to the ground and keeping the knife the sword to his throat. 
It's oh, it's the best. <laughs> it's so freaking cool. That that is wow. <laughs> there is some great moments here. Yeah. But unfortunately, despite the awesome move, Usopp is just too too wiped out, and he ends up on the ground. Butt up is just you know, he, like, yeah. he can't move. Like Cora <laughs> actually starts laughing, laughing at him. him. Yeah, it's like what the heck? <laughs> He's it's just so desperate but he can't move which yeah. he, which hey after the hits he's been taking i yeah i get it yeah yeah he's he's kind of down for the count it's enough for him like saying like he's like just i gotta protect those kids is enough to like even kind of throw off kuro and definitely get the resolve from luffy but unfortunately act as a distraction for Zoro. But before that, though, I do want to mention, well, actually, I'll wait to the line, to the actual line where it's mentioned, because it, it did make me laugh in relation to something else. Oh, yeah. But yeah, either way. Uh, yeah, this this is enough to distract Zoro that he's tossed aside by yeah, uh, Butchie into the wall. Yeah, straight into the wall. <laughs> and this is when Usopp starts recounting, like, I'm a, they're my crew, I'm a brave warrior of the sea, you won't lay a hand on the villagers, and all the other pirates starts, like, ah, look at him shouting with his butt in the air, butt in the air <laughs> yeah. laughing It is him. a funny piece of imagery. It really fair. is. <laughs> and what makes it really funny personally is, this is how my son sleeps right now. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing this, I'm like... You know, it's it's almost exactly the same. I think he has his arms under his head or near his head. But Maybe that's, there's, some, there's something to this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the fact that he even says baby's crying, I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a little there bit relatable. <laughs> Huge fan of this this next little bit where, like, you know, they're, they're all laughing at Usopp and a rock comes crashing down and Luffy threw it at him and was like, laugh at him again and I will kill you. And I don't know how many times Luffy threatens to kill somebody. I mean, I feel like he he doesn't kill people in general. I don't I don't know. No, how, I I couldn't think of it like I, how serious this threat is. But it I guess it's I don't know. I I really like that they're sort of Luffy and Zoro and everybody have like they've acknowledged Usopp at this point. Oh yeah. And so that that moment really kind of struck something with me. Yeah, it, it's just like he is trying so hard. They see his them him working towards what he cares yeah. about, and they. They're like, yeah, we're we're down, <laughs> you know, we we want to help him, and God, that look in Luffy's eye, he's just yeah, like, yeah, it's it's scary. I have to keep an eye out, see if, if he threatens to kill anybody again. But I think this might just be a case of like early manga syndrome, where he's I haven't fully figured out. Yeah, this the, the like, like the characterization might not be quite down yet. But I mean, we we had that discussion a couple episodes ago where it, it was like in one of the SBS segments where Oda was basically like, ah, you know, we don't really feel the need to kill a whole lot of people in the story if like It's more about crushing the dreams. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. And that's 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 the true loss. And we're back to Zoro versus Butchie and Zoro's just done. He cuts yeah, through he's, I was going to say the same thing. He's just <laughs> done. He just slices him. Yep. Getting a great, I mean, all, all of Zoro's like full page finishers. Oh, yeah. They're rad. <laughs> and just that sound effect, slish. And then yeah, like yeah, just you, so much like with it. the other sound effects, like, like just how fast he is. That's that's great stuff. Yeah, it's it's so good. Mm. And I didn't even think about this. Like, oh, what's the stop? Because uh, I, I remember not taking too long for Zoro to take down Butchie when I first uh, encountered this. But I couldn't remember yeah. why he didn't help Luffy. And mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense here. It's like, I know you got this. I'm going to help Usopp go after the hypnotist. Yeah. That's such a clever way of getting him out of the fight without injuring him, you know? It makes total sense. Yeah, it works. And then we finally get the proper start to the fight because as Zoro's here trying to run go. past Koro with Usopp, Koro is ready to just stop him. And that's when Luffy goes for the punch Misses yeah, it. Like, who gave you permission to climb the slope? <laughs> I did. And then it just, yeah. Oh, the, the reaction faces from Kuro do tend to be really good. Yeah. He goes to the second punch and then we get the, the, the pussyfoot uh, maneuver, which now we're starting to see how it's actually viable because getting in front of Butchie and God, what's the other guy's name? I'm forgetting now, but. Oh, God. Yeah. I, other dude. Weird dude. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> I've already. Forgotten. Yeah, I've completely forgotten him. It's <laughs> it is what it is. I. Whatever. <laughs> now it seems much more real with him actually catching up to or escaping Luffy. Like we were seeing yep. Buggy dodge Luffy's attacks, but he had a devil fruit power. There's no such thing like this for Kuro, and he's still dodging Luffy's punches. Yeah. 
I, I love that on page 16 where like Luffy is just like barely getting out of the way mm-hmm. and you just sort of like ha- have half of the page dedicated. Like, like you can see how close it. Oh, yeah. Uh, how, how close it is. Spreading his legs. You can see the way his arms are moving. Like it's a that's a good action panel. Just how he got yeah. away. Yeah. And I love the reveal. It's like like you think he's like in trouble, like might be looking worried. Instead, he has this big grin on his face. Yeah. And goes for a new move. The gum gum spear. I, I can't get enough of the perspective on, on all of Luffy's like stretching attacks. Like mm-hmm. they, Oda's able to sell like the speed and the length of it really well. Oh yeah. Especially cause he uses the two panels together. We have the, the high impact one where he's heading towards, well us, the reader while we see that Koro definitely got out of the way, but then we get yeah. the other perspective where we see just how far the spear went. Oh, I didn't even notice that the first time. Yeah. yeah wow. <laughs> it's just like, you see his feet just there in the background. Like, oh my god. Yeah, and he completely <laughs> oh, dodged it. Honestly, the, one of the things I do think about a lot during this fight is how many opportunities with the way Luffy stretches that Koro could just slash down, cut off his yeah. arm, and he never goes for it. He always goes for the body hits, which might yep. play to overconfidence. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. But it comes down to, like, I was like, all right, before we really fight, I got to know, why are you why are you trying to help this village? He's like, oh, it's just because I don't want you to kill someone. Which is he talking about? Kaya? Is he talking about Usopp? Like, he's met a lot of people, so I'm like, who's this one person? Yeah, that's true. I'm not entirely sure myself, but hmm. But then we're starting to get more and more of Zoro's lack of direction, which again still <laughs> kind of works in this case because he doesn't know the area. But yeah. Usopp screaming at him to go east. He's like, how do I know which way is east? Just say left or right. And it's like, no, then go backwards and then take a right. He's like, back? <laughs> it's like he just ran that far. It reminds me of Helmeppo and dragging him along yeah. to try to find his room. Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it is It is interesting how they, they cut to that and then back to... It's just like a one-off panel. Yeah, just to sort of give an update yeah, of like they are making progress. And it's, you know, they're not going to get there right away because Zora doesn't know exactly where he's going. It's yeah. like, ah, I love those, these interactions between Koro and Luffy, though. It's like, ah, it's such a simple reason, but it's enough to die for. And Luffy's like, yeah, it's good enough for me, but I'm not going to get killed. And yep. just the, the clashing ideologies is really good. You don't I think it's I think that's the the hallmark of this one compared yeah, to what we've had before, sure. where it's the ideology ideology. Uh, it was before it was like a clash of dreams. This is mm-hmm. like where Luffy's outlook as a pirate himself like we know it's all about adventure but what does he mean as a pirate yeah there was definitely a little bit of that with buggy where they were all talking about like what like what treasure means to them and stuff Mm -hmm. but yeah this one is definitely the master plan guy versus you know you know he he calls out luffy's his intentions like ah you're simple what's wrong with simple i'm still just yeah this is what i'm going (laughs) for it's good enough for me yeah yeah Mm mm-hmm and now we're finally starting to see what's going on with Kaya and her illness. We don't know exactly what her illness is, but she, you know, obviously all this running has absolutely worn her down. She cannot yeah. move at this point. Yep. And we're left at the end of the chapter with Django finally finding her and the boys, which as cliffhangers go, again, I don't have a lot of respect for Django. Yeah, uh, uh, they, they are in mild danger <laughs> at <Yeah>. best. <laughs> But yeah, that's the end of the chapter. And yeah, that's thirty six. Yeah, and that this is what we got the whole thing, the announcement. Now it's an anime. Well, to be specific, mm-hmm. this is actually not the what he's talking about is not the anime that we know now. Right, it's almost like a pilot. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a pilot that's an original story. And the interesting thing about it, because th- this is something that Shonen Jump used to do a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. It's like they contracted a different animation studio, so I think oh, this. Okay. This special was actually done by Madhouse with a different voice. It might be a different voice cast. It might oh, be the wow. same. I don't remember. But yeah, it's done by Madhouse instead of Toei. It's like it, it feels almost like a like a cool historical. Like this is what maybe could have been. This is what their take on One Piece would have been like. It's familiar, but also different at the same time. So it's um, if you have a way to track it down, it's worth watching for that alone. For being like a this is not what we got. I've never watched it, but. It's um, I'm looking at clips of the anime right now and just seeing the animation style. It's, it's interesting how washed out the colors seem, but also very mm-hmm. expressive. Yeah, yeah. Might be worth tracking down to try to just see because I don't know. It's you get these three, so it's like makes me curious. Like 
when exactly did this get adapted? Because it's only these three. So I guess it was within the first 30 chapters or so. Huh. Yeah. Very interesting here. And I, I'm, I'm fascinated to see if it was actually still the same voice cast uh, that mm-hmm. went on to yeah. it. I, I genuinely don't remember. But mm-hmm. it's it, just talk about like how cool of an idea it was. Like, you know, it has to mean a lot as a manga a creator to see your work. Yeah. Get turned to see, into an anime. To see it in motion. And, you know, Oda talks about just like it. You have a a lot of people who with expertise in a lot of different fields all coming together to make something. And like, they're, they're trying to make like, they're trying to adapt your work to be the the best that it can. It's just, it's just Mm -hmm. really cool. It it really is. And funny to see where we're at now (laughs) from that beginning. (laughs) Now, now the uh, proper one piece anime is a juggernaut with over a thousand episodes. Yep. That's insane. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and move on to chapter 37, Captain Kuro of the Thousand Plans. <laughs> and we get the next part Buggy of Buggy's Adventure. And we see that Buggy actually successfully escaped the fish on his, on his boat. I think you can still see them kind of gnawing on the boat itself in the background there. <laughs> and apparently he's really hungry because he's, he's going he's after this track down this little duck thing. And I love how the other, there's another duck like watching like, Oh, there's it's <laughs> no, no good. It's just how like, kind of like and buggy still doesn't have his body either yeah exactly i am so feet. curious about the mechanics of this what happens to the food because it's not going to his stomach yeah i, I, I don't want to think about it yeah exactly it's it's <laughs> is, it, is this a skeleton situation does it is there a magic transport where it's like I'm, I'm assuming the blood and all that goes into them so maybe it just yeah there's maybe. a portal or something like that i don't know it's a hilarious, like almost Looney Tunes esque image, but it really is. When you think about the mechanics, it's like, oh, that's that's weird. <laughs> that's horrifying. That is the Buggy's existential crisis. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that we got that prologue out of the way, it's time to get to the fight proper. They got this standoff where Crow dives in. Luffy grabs his arms, goes in for the kick, but Crow just nonchalantly twists his arms to throw Luffy around, sending him back and Luffy goes right into his gum gum whip so he can try to kick at him, but he's too fast and jumps over it. And then he goes for the punch and uses the pussyfoot technique to completely disappear. And that's when uh, Kuro just says, you know, appears on top of Luffy's arm and says, I'm bored. (laughs) I definitely, I really dug just like the back and forth of attacks where neither can land a hit on each other. It's it's good stuff. Yeah, it, it makes them feel evenly matched. It's well, it's actually interesting that Koro, other than his initial run, doesn't actually go for an attack here. It's just yeah. kind of dodging Luffy, kind of figuring him out, and just maintaining the sense of superiority over him. Yeah, yeah, he's in control. Absolutely, and it, it, there that is a good image of him standing on top of Luffy's arm. Yeah, oh, that's so cool. Again, though, it makes me wonder. Just cut <laughs> yeah just just swipe down but the way crow is framed is like he always is the guy on top looking down on you and even like whether it be at the top of the hill or or standing on luffy's stretched out arm you know that the camera always has to make sure that you know he's he's above you yeah he is the top and yeah again rather than going for the attack with his claws he just runs up the arm and arm and kicks, kicks him in the, in the face, face. <laughs> Sends him down. It's like, oh, it looked like it hurt. His face caved in kind of because he's the whole rubber thing. And that's when we get the his pirates like cheering on Kuro. It's like, yeah, go for it. It's like, wait. And yeah, he just screams at him. Never call him by that name. And time for a little bit of backstory because his plan oh, yeah, the flashback. is to just completely get away with the name Captain Kuro. And he just going into his whole reason for doing this because coming up with plan after plan for fools that only just wanted plunder and all it did for him was getting hunted by the navy spies bounty hunters and just he just wants peace (laughs) he just it's a really elaborate like retirement plan basically yeah really (laughs) he's like all right I'm, i'm retiring and this is just what i've come up with we get to see kuro as a pirate and even yep. Django as a lieutenant, which I guess means first mate in this case. Yeah. And he just all of a sudden says, all right, I'm, I'm leaving the ship. It's like, all right, well, you know, it's like, wait, it's your ship. You're the captain. It's like, nah, you take the title. I'm, I'm done with <laughs> <Bye>. it. <laughs> yeah. He's- and you kind of get the sense of why he's so tired of it because I can kind of see it. It's like the third time he's been yeah, it's the third time this week. He says they're firing on him. He's like, you see, this is the life. This is my life. This sucks. Yep. 
he decides like, all right, I need to die. And, uh, you know, we're going to do, we're going to just do it this way. The whole world has to know that I died. It's a very public death. Exactly. And, and rather than this, this, this is so cool. This sells crow. Yeah. In a way that you just like better than anything else we've seen up to this point. I feel. Yeah. I completely, I completely forgot about this segment. So oh I was yeah, like, whoa yeah, completely forgot about this. Where it's like rather than doing a cannon battle, it's just like lower boat. He sails over through the cannonballs, and all you see is a bunch of screams. And they get over to the boat, and every single member of the the Marines have been massacred. Yeah, and that that panel of him just like sitting on the side of the boat in front of the moon uh-huh. just like uh, just just a complete array of marine corpses oh yeah it's it's dark and it's you know you notice it's the same moon when he attacked mary oh wow yeah yeah i wonder if it's that reminiscing that sort of f- f- mood that he had that's what yeah kind of set it off that way i don't know but mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. interesting i it still doesn't excuse the butchering of his own plans but yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i guess the, the, the bloodlust got the better of him maybe yeah i guess so and then another moment i completely forgot about again like early indication of just how this world all connects together the only marine left standing is morgan and this is how his jaw got broken yeah I didn't even think about that, but I, I was like, that character looks familiar. I, I was like, oh, oh yeah. They they never say yeah. his face. They, they never say his name, but that is Captain Morgan. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like that, I I totally see it now. All of a sudden, it completely explains his character. And I I thought about this, and I tried I tried looking. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing because I didn't think about it until after I finished the chapters. Mm-hmm. He's Axe Hand Morgan. Did he lose yeah. a hand to Koro? He might have, and I can't um, remember. You don't, it's 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 his right hand that was that's the axe, right? I'm pretty sure, but we, we don't quite see it. Yeah, we don't uh, see yeah. his right hand in these panels, but yeah. So I wonder if that's a deliberate choice. I'm guessing so, just based on the plotting, like to bring back Morgan and explain how he ended up the way he did is brilliant stuff. Yeah, Django hypnotizes him into thinking that he's the one who captured Kuro. Yep, that explains his delusions as to why he thinks he's so great. Exactly. He's a hero. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, that's so cool. He hypnotizes one of his own men to be Captain Kuro to get executed. He hypnotizes freaking Morgan to take the credit. And, you know, (laughs) it's just like, holy crap, Morgan's whole character makes so much sense now. I've watched or read this arc like at least like three times and I I never noticed that. Now I'm just like, oh, oh. Mind, mind blown. Yeah, it's cool. It's <laughs> it, cool. It, it explains so much. I I love that. Oh, I love when they can. Yeah. He, I, it's one of my favorite parts of One Piece, and it's definitely something that the new readers should de- keep an eye out for because this is only yeah. taste. There's going to be a lot of that. <laughs> or stuff that you think you know what you like, just simple stuff that you take on face value and all of a sudden gets recontextualized to mean something greater. And this is just a yeah. small example. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this manga does this constantly. Mm-hmm. Ah, so, oh, that's that's awesome. Also, like this is where Django's at his best. Like, as a threat, nothing, nothing great. But as an accessory, very, <laughs> very effective. Yeah, I, I mean, basically, when you think about it, like the the whole plan hinged on on Django's powers. So maybe he's the the secret MVP, but also still kind of sucks. Yeah, I guess so. Then, you know that, that tracks for Kuro's crew. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. Kind of great, but also kind of sucky. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have have some flaws. As, as the flashback ends, I have to call, as we've been calling him out over the course of the story arc, but the, the flashback ends and, you know, basically he goes, can you understand this now? You know, there's no room in error for my three-year plan. My plans never go off course. And that is just... It did this time. Just complete... <laughs> uh. And it's your fault. Yep. It's completely his own fault, but we do get this great bit from Luffy where he, he finally goes in for the kill with his sword hands and Luffy picks up a rock. They get embedded and he breaks off the swords. <laughs> he just, just straight up just takes a rock right out of the ground. Yeah. Oh, it, it just, and and it then works. smacks him with it. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. And just this complete refutation of what Kuro says. Like, I'm training to be a pirate. And if you don't want a reputation, you shouldn't be a pirate. And if you want to compare plans, mine's much bigger. And it just ends on that. Oh, like, yeah. that's good. Oh, that's that good was stuff. The, um, 
when we're talking, I guess, about like ideals before, that was the one that struck me, where basically Kuro's done with being a pirate and he's just realized that that you know he's tired of that lifestyle mm-hmm. and, and you know like I, I guess Luffy's beliefs are if you didn't want that life then just like you shouldn't have you know yeah you shouldn't have pursued it you, you, if you want to be a pirate you have to accept all that comes with it and I think I think that's really cool yeah interestingly at least up to this point no SPS this this yeah. section it's all about this special where we get to see his design for Gonzac which apparently is yeah. a crab pirate which crab. Or, interesting. <laughs> at least I don't know if this is the final design or not. I don't remember it being a crab, but I also uh, nah. again I've <laughs> never seen is, the special, so I have no yeah, idea. That's mm. not a clue. But that brings us to chapter thirty-eight, pirate crew. Which it's so weird. We take a break from Buggy's whole thing to just have the four of them hanging out together. I don't think that that happens later on. I, I think he dedicates just like a whole uninterrupted segment of chapter or chapter covers yeah i I think so yeah it's weird but it was it really threw me off it's like wait where's buggy (laughs) (laughs) like it's a fun little scene but where's buggy but we pick up with the fight and luffy's all proud of himself he's like ah you only have five sword claws now you know that's way (laughs) less (laughs) good on kuro's crew trying to cheer him up it's like you can do it go kuro it's like oh wait we're not supposed to call him kuro anymore uh claw something Uh, call mr claw go get (laughs) Oh, this crew is so stupid. They really are stupid. But I mean, you know, maybe that's Kuro's fault for picking this type of crew. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the lifestyle he didn't want it. Yeah, exactly. Pick a better crew. Like they're loyal, but they're idiots. <laughs> and you know, that's go. That's way it goes. And this is this is when he reveals. Well, starts revealing how much he actually planned ahead and what he planned, which actually mm-hmm. this did throw me off a bit. I forgot about this. Bit, yeah. But little break as we go back to Django, who's being thwarted by the fact that Kaya's not opening her eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no. He, he, thwarted again. It's like, like the kids are, the kids are asleep and he's like, all right, I'll pry your eyes open. That's when the kids come out. Like, it's like, ah, you didn't get us this time. We, you, we faked it. You didn't get us. Yep. And so <laughs> now instead we're going to, pepper powder in your eyes and smack you in the balls with a sh- <laughs> with a baseball why didn't they do that against kuro my guess is it wouldn't do anything <laughs> <laughs> he's got balls of steel exactly like the doing it to the face which you should would think would be just as effective yeah 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 the kids are surprised surprisingly effective against yeah. this grown man exactly you can't take Janko seriously as a threat <laughs> you really can't it's sad. Uh, a little bit. It's just the kids run off and Kuro's like, oh, I should have killed him. It's like, yes. And finally, finally he has a cool moment. But again, yeah. it's against kids where the where, uh, Onion <laughs> jumps out of the tree. And yeah. I love that I can remember Onion's name, but I can't remember the other. The, the he one. looks like an Onion. That does help. That does help a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but actually grabs Onion out of the air. And uh, yeah, straight up, and it starts beating on the kids. Like actually, throws him pretty heavily against a tree. Which you know, yeah. Oof. As we yeah, learn later, this is a what a seven nine year old, I think seven to nine year. Yeah, old. something like that. Like yeah, <laughs> which ooh, I, guess, I guess that's why brutal. he's a pirate. Yeah, he's not afraid of uh, not afraid of being mean to kids. Yep. And we see that Zoro and Usopp are still trying to find the kids, haven't had any success, just a bunch of fallen trees. And uh, then we're back to the, the fight against Kuro again, where he reveals that even as far back as those three years ago, he always planned to kill his entire crew once it was done. Because nobody, nobody could know his true identity. Which, to be fair, mm-hmm. that part of the plan is good. I think so, but I also think that he probably could have just, he probably just could have killed them all, like, on, on the spot originally. Like, if he was going to go to the point of faking his own death, like, he could have just killed his his whole crew at the same time. True, but the problem is he wouldn't <laughs> be wealthy at that point. Right, so I guess, I guess he needed his crew specifically for this part of the play. <laughs> yeah, he, uh... he needed them to ransack the village and continue that whole thing while he built up a, a life with this village and you know found us wealthy wealthy girl whose wealth he could live off of and just enjoy his nice peaceful life yeah until he decided to murder the help <laughs> uh, he was so close i love how even luffy says what a dumb bunch are you stupid what a dumb <laughs> bunch of pirates it's like of course the pirates are dumb without yeah. a leader they're just worthless 
and they should be faithful pawns, which again explains how they've been recruited to here. This is really interesting. They live or die by my command. They should have followed my plan no matter what sprang up to impede them. They should have died to fulfill my yep. plan. That's the way of the pirate. Such a completely different philosophy compared to, to Luffy. Mm-hmm. And he says that outright. It's like, even if you had a hundred obedient men, you couldn't beat Usopp. So good. He's, ah. he's, he's got his full trust at this point. Absolutely. It's like, he just like, why is that? And goes into his pussyfoot technique. And at this point, I love this moment. It's like, Luffy has him figured out. Oh, yeah. Just smacks him in the back of the head as soon as he appears. He saw it once in as long as he can predict where where Kuro is going to go. He, I love he just without even looking. He just just backhands backs, him. Like, just throws his hand right right behind him. It's, it's so oh, it's cool. super satisfying. Apparently, like this insult is enough that it's like, all right, let's show you how uh, terrifying real pirates can be. And just this is a the ferocity of a man, a pirate who's faced a thousand deaths. And all of them recognize the fact that it's the out of the bag attack. These yeah, names, I don't know what's I up with that name. Yeah, the, I guess the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I guess when a you know cat's <laughs> been trapped in a bag for how long and he unleashes, he just attacks indiscriminately. That's the only reasoning I can think of. Yeah, I, that makes sense. It's, it's it's just a little silly, but it's One Piece. They're all silly. But of course, his entire crew is like completely panicking at this point it's like i'm not gonna tell anybody i don't use the attack we'll do whatever you say it's like you know we'll, we'll do it and luffy's like he's just yeah they're all freaking out <laughs> what's wrong with you and again great use of the panel great use of location also great time to update where nami is at this point because we haven't <laughs> yeah, seen her in so long she's been on the ship yep she's been on the ship and looting it's like oh they don't have that much treasure and she just looks out <laughs> it's like oh it's over and all of a sudden, the pirates just start getting clawed to death. Yeah. They're going down one by one. Yeah. And it's legit kind of terrifying. Like, just yeah, yeah. Like uh, something out of a horror movie where some invisible yeah. enemies all of a sudden cutting them up. Yeah. It's like, and you even see, um, I think Luffy's getting cut. I wasn't sure if he was getting cut or if like somebody else's blood was landing on him. It's not right away, but it's like at the bottom of the next page. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think that's when he gets a small cut on him, but he's just so mm-hmm. kind of taken aback by the fact that he's doing this to his own crew. Yep. They're panicking. That, they're that's begging. not how you treat they're, your friends. Yeah. He's like, don't you care about your own crew? Is like, and that's, that's again, that scream and that look from Nami just again, shattering one more layer of what she thinks about pirates yep man that's that's a good way to end it's like it's like that is a good way to end the chapter like th- this is i think when the fight really takes off the fight between luffy and crow is fantastic yeah I've, I've totally forgot about it i'm enjoying this section of it a lot more than i thought i would do you think it has to be the, the fact that we're reading the manga because i i don't remember this the pacing being this good in the anime <laughs> yeah i don't either like I, I i feel like there's a lot more just standing around i don't know it just yeah, yeah. Something feels a little slower about it. It just felt unmemorable because of that. Mm-hmm. Either way, we're off to chapter 29, For Whom the Bell Tolls, as we get more of, uh, we're finally back to Buggy's crew, where he meets <laughs> a giant bird who is protecting the two little birds and <laughs> having... having Got his little fork and knife. Yeah, Buggy's running away, and he, it has an even bigger fork and knife. Fork and knife, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now Buggy is the food. A thought. I forgot to look this up. Is this the same bird that got blown up when Luffy got caught? I don't know. I'll have to check because uh, th- this bird has a ponytail. So so if the other one has a ponytail be, and, and a scar on the face, we'll be able to know. I'm trying to look right now just because I'm so curious. <laughs> but I, I love the little detail of the bird in the background hiding uh, what's hiding behind the tree. And yeah. then like it told on its mother, father. I don't know. One of the two. Yeah. And there's even the other extra detail where you see it's nest where there's a bunch of human heads in it. Yeah, but there's a bunch of skulls. So he's feeding humans. Yeah, this this bird has eaten humans before. Obviously, he's ready. He's got he's got his giant fork and knife. (laughs) This island is terrifying. Yeah, again, so Looney Tunes. I love it. It's it's just utterly ridiculous. (laughs) Here we go. I'm looking. It is. It looks like a different bird. It does not have a ponytail. Okay, that's a shame. (laughs) I was like looking all over for it, but yeah, it's just a sort of some, you don't see the whole thing, but it's just sort of a white feather. So it could be similar. It could be far enough back where it just got a dark side. It tastes for human flesh after <laughs> the getting blown up by buggy, the buggy ball. I'm going to say different bird though, but still <laughs> what a ridiculous story for buggy to be in. <laughs> yeah, it's about right. 
But we pick back up with Luffy getting more and more upset as yeah, he's losing his patience. Oh yeah, <laughs> seeing seeing Kuro just down his own crew. Mm-hmm. You can sort of see him uh, that observation where he sees the flicker of hitting stone and Luffy sort of keeping an eye out the f- the force. He's like he's just trying to pay attention as much as he can. And then gets caught across the stomach. Oh, it looks nice, painful. Clean hit. Yep. Uh, but he he's able to grab onto something. I know. He grabs him by the wrist or coat or something and tosses him out of it. He just slams him into the ground. <laughs> that. That is satisfying. <laughs> so, so satisfying. <laughs> and he's like, why won't you just die? But the men, you know, bleeding out like this is all your, and dying quickly is all your fault. And I'm like, dude, this is not a quick death. <laughs> <laughs> I love the little decoration. It's like, I'm never going to become a pirate like you. Yeah, that's uh, that's just so succinctly showing the, the difference between them, the different ways they conduct themselves as pirates. Yeah. And then Luffy, like, he tries to go back into that out of the bag attack and Luffy just latches on. It's like, yeah, you're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's such a it's such a funny imagery of just him wrapping himself around Goro. It really is. It's also kind of proving to be like anti-Dragon Ball <laughs> where, you know, if Goku saw him going to that attack, he's like, all right, I'll just take it head on and actually beat it this time. And Luffy's like, no, I'm just not going to let you do it at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dragon Ball characters would start just like, it's like, oh, that guy's teleporting. I'm going to teleport too. And then, you know, you get the classic like, whoosh, 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 where, yeah. you know, neither of them are uh, <laughs> seeable by the naked eye. <laughs> and Luffy's like, no more of that. Yeah. Luffy's fast. He's sort of stationary as well. Yeah. It's interesting, but yeah, the the kids versus Django. Django's actually winning. Good on him. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, you beat some kids. And it's like Kai is like, it's finally enough for Kai to be like, I'll write the will. Don't hurt the children. Django's like, yeah, you're all going to be killed anyway, so uh, it doesn't matter. And that's when Kaya threatens her own life, and it's like, oh wait, yeah, wait, wait. wow. I, I love this determination from her. Yeah, yeah, she's she's just got she's got it right up to her neck. Just like, all right, yep, it's a good bit. And, um, you know, it's like, all right, fine. Just don't forget to seal it in blood. And the kids are like, you they're know, playing dead. What are we going to do? We like, we can't, we're Usopp's pirates. We can't let this happen, but they just obviously can't do anything for it. The will is created. He's getting ready to kill her. He's like, don't worry. I'm not going to kill the children. Kuro's going to do that. Probably. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And that's when Usopp and Zoro find them. Still a fair bit distance. And I love the fact that he's so excited. He's beating on he's just, just Zoro's just pounding wound. Zoro's chest. Just, ow. Ah. It does look like it hurts. <laughs> yeah, but talk about urgency, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It it, it, it does feel like the last minute. And yep. I love how Zoro just drops <laughs> Usopp. It's such a small panel, but he just <laughs> he drops him. Mid-sentence of saying, put me down. <laughs> <laughs> With pleasure. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> If you say so. And he realizes, like, oh, geez, he's too far away. And he's like, oh, boy, he's coming after me. I better finish this. And that's when the kids come and just shove a shovel right up his butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just, just that, that close-up panel is so good. He's just like, <laughs> yep. I mean, that's kind of the, uh, the look that you'd have. And how is Django getting beaten up by these kids so bad? They, they attacked his, like, they've gotten some good hits in on him. Yeah, yeah. Oof. It's, you know, still not enough time for Zora to actually reach Django. However, again, man, Zora links up with his like these other people so easily and so quickly and just uh, gets gets with them. He and gets knows it. the plan. He gets it. Yeah. He just cuts a branch and that's enough that Usopp can actually fire his slingshot. Yep. And we don't get to see the full hit, right? Instead, we go back to Korra. Like, I'm actually kind of up, like reading, going through this. I'm like, no, let me see the end of yeah, that. Yeah. Nope. And we just get back to Luffy saying, nope, your three-year plan is a failure. And smacks him in the head with his own, like, does a headbutt. And then I love how the, the crew's like, yeah, the get him, rubber turn boy. On him. <laughs> and Luffy just stretches his head back to say, hey. Don't root for me. I'm going to get you guys too. Who said you could root for me? (laughs) (laughs) It's just so funny. Just his head stretched out upside down. Yeah. It's it's like in there for a gag, but we get Koro screaming that his plan can't fail. And then we get the full on page, the two pages where both of them fail, where the exploding star hits Django in the face 
And we get Gum Gum Bell with this massive headbutt. Oh, like so I, good. I, it just looks like it breaks Kuro's neck. Yes, seeing these both go down at the same time. Two really, really good hits. And that's yeah, the end of the wow. chapter. Like, ah, oh, dang, that's good. So satisfying. Like, at the time, it's like, no, show me uh, Zoro. But the, the plotting of this to get them taken down at the same time. Yeah. That's, that's good stuff. It's very good. And that brings us to chapter 40, the last of our uh, little encounter between <laughs> Buggy and this bird as time goes on, where he <laughs> playing some hide and he seek. somehow ran off and had time to build and dig a trap. Yeah, it's a little pitfall. I just, uh, the, the facial expression on the bird is so, like, <laughs> it's, like, so casually horrifying. Yeah, it's like, really? <laughs> yeah, Buggy's like, all proud of himself. This is just still, oh, man. Yeah, such a good Looney Tunes bit. And <laughs> I love how also it's like, obviously, this thing that can fly is going to get trapped in this hole. Yeah, somehow. I, I don't know what what your plan was here, Buggy, but he he seems pretty happy that it, that it worked out. Yeah, Buggy is not the man with a thousand plans, so. No, he's not. <laughs> uh, but just a fun little thing. We'll have to see what, what happens next with Buggy with the next episode. But... Let's conclude this battle with Crow, which, you know, it's it's not like with Buggy where they did that big hit and he sent him off. No, Kuro's still here. And yeah. it's so satisfying to see him and Luffy tumble over, everybody reacting. Kuro obviously passed out. The glasses landing in the foreground on on uh, page three. Uh, just just so, so satisfying. Oh, yeah. Just perfectly placed, like, just, like, that's it. Like, like, just that little tink to end it off. Then just that final look at just Kuro completely taken down. He said it before, but this might be one of the best ones he's done up to this point. And just gives himself an introduction to the crew. Even then when they hear him, it's like, it doesn't ring any bells. It's like, I'm Monkey D. Luffy. You think, you think I let a pirate who gave up his name and quit the sea beat me? A real pirate would die before he'd do either of those things. You'd all better yep. remember that name because someday I'm going to be king of the pirates. And like, mm, oh, it's just good. Yell, yelling that out over over Kuro's unconscious body. <laughs> it's just, oh, I love it. Like, this is what I'm about. And yep. they don't believe it, but he just tosses Kuro at him. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. get out of here. And as they run off, Luffy actually passes out from a battle. Yeah, wow. That was that was a struggle. Yeah. I will say at no point did I think Luffy would lose. He didn't he never took a big enough hit. Yeah, yeah, but the fact that it actually took a bit out of him was like, okay, we're finally getting to the point where we're starting to push Luffy with what it takes to win these battles, but Ooh, yeah. that's also such a good moment to just have that next page where it looks like he's about to topple over and Nami's there to catch him. Just saying good job. Yeah, that's sweet. That's like that's a good moment between these two. He's still on the ground anyway in the next panel. Oh, yeah. Well, she can't hold him. He's probably heavy. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> and another fun little interaction between these two is like, what made you so mad? It's like, I hate them. They're no good. It's like, well, they are pirates. <laughs> What'd you expect? <laughs> steak. steak would be nice. <laughs> uh, uh, again, they're just not really going into it. Just this yeah. wonderful little interaction. And uh, yeah, and we get to back to Zoro and he's just wrapping things up and like, well, oh, let, let Usopp enjoy the fruits of his victory. And, you know, Django's yep. all taken out. And that's when Usopp says, Hey, let's keep this a secret. Who'd believe a, a, the, the town liar saved the day. Yeah. It makes sense. It does. Like, let's not worry the townsfolk. It's the fact that, you know, there's, we're so out of the way. We never, ever get raided. So why ruin their peace of mind? Uh, yep. It was just another lie. And that's enough that the kids were like, yes, we'll carry the secret to our grave. I believe in it. And even Kaya is like, just let's be honest. They're a cute couple. Usopp yeah, they and are. And, and man, I, I just I really appreciate Usopp's decision here. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that it says a lot about who he is as a person. Yeah, he's not yeah. going for the glory. Yeah, exactly. Like so many other people's like, I saved the day and talk about yeah. this brave man and like the way Mary reacted. Yeah. And instead, we get something a little, I think, almost a little better. It's like seeing how much the town actually appreciated Usopp. 
where yeah. him going around at seven o'clock screaming his stuff is like, that's how he woke up one guy and he overslept because of that. Another guy can't get motivated. <laughs> Another guy's not ready to go work because, you know, he hasn't raised a ruckus. Like her little girl's like, where is he? And that's wholesome. And the other guy's like, oh, geez, was I too hard on him? <laughs> Do we miss this, this little boy who cried wolf? Yeah, it's like we actually in, enjoy him. And it's yeah, like, it was part of the routine. Yeah, it's, it's it just goes to show how much that village was all about the peace. You see his point kind of made there and how much they appreciate him. It's, it's a nice little yeah. bit of character moment for the village that... You didn't get for the villagers from the buggy arc. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like they're, they're so much more like intrinsically tied to what the story was about and how it was about protecting this place that Usopp and Kaya and everyone like held. And, like, I don't know. It, it's really satisfying, I guess, sort of like going from Usopp being this village menace character to like, oh, all, all of the villagers actually kind of misses antics once he's now that he's stopped. Yeah, like, oh, it recontextualizes that yeah. stuff early on. Yeah, it, it's a good emotional, a good like little emotional arc. This arc for Usopp from first meeting him to getting this where you're like, I don't know about this guy. And to the, then you sort of recognize him like Luffy and the others. Yeah, it puts a smile on my face. It does. It does. <laughs> it's just nice. And we get the, I like even the little moments with the kids, like, ah, you're filthy, go wash. It's like, where's the frying pan? Right, yeah. It's like, oh, it's, uh, <laughs> raw legs are better, obviously. And this was Phil from his film. You broke your glasses again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. The whole village, nobody knows. They just have to, yeah, got to make up their excuses. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the cliffside, it's like, and thanks them. And I, I, again, like, hey, what are you talking about? You, it was all you. You made me. And Luffy's like, me too. And mm-hmm. it's like, Nami's like, who cares? I got treasure. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really important in, in this little story arc that like, yeah, Luffy is the one who took out the big bad. It was Usopp who sort of like got everybody together and was able to, he was able to hold his own and got the, the win on Django at least. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah, like he, his role was still hugely important. Oh, yeah. And I don't, I, I don't know if Luffy's crew would have cared as much, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they would have been, if random. they didn't meet Usopp, they wouldn't have, they would have just gone about their day, they left or been there for the attack and maybe, probably, probably stopped them after seeing, like, Carnage, but obviously the peace would have been ruined at that point. So, mm-hmm. Usopp being there, spotting this stuff, interacting with him, having that little connection with Luffy, with his, with his dad, it all kind of affected each other and, you yeah, know. Yeah, made it personal. Yeah, it did. So, it's probably, like, Usopp is the one man that Luffy didn't want to die in this village. Mm-hmm. That'd be that'd be mm-hmm. my guess. Yeah. Do not know how they're going to explain Mary's wounds to everybody. <laughs> I guess <laughs> hide them under his clothes for a while. Yeah, but it's fine. It's fine. Yep. Mary's all about. Uh, I, I, I really do like Mary. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll back you up. It's just like this is the kind of butler you need to have. It's this very kind yeah. goat man. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Uh, before Usopp said he made a decision and we see that decision where he brings up the Usopp pirates, thanks them, says how proud he is, uh, mentions that it was five years ago that they were formed. And that's when he reveals that he's going off to sea alone and become a real pirate. <laughs> they don't believe him. So what are your tall tales again? <laughs> is that, yeah. It's like, please tell me it's a lie. What's, what's become of us. It's so sudden. And, He's, he's like, I'm not going to say goodbye to the villagers. Just give them my best. And the boys are begging to stay. And it's when it's real how they all first met, where we get to see a younger Usopp with these boys. And they that's when they revealed <laughs> they're like four. So they're like nine now. Yeah. They're, oh. It's like, that's adorable. Yeah. See, seeing these little sequences of him, just like, he's like the leader of these little kids. It's, it's adorable. Mm-hmm. They're famous. It's like we got that modern thing is we want to hear the stories. It's like, you heard me is like, those were good times. And like, uh, it's a dog. It's Cerberus. Go after him. It's a, it's a gecko. <laughs> Get the dragon. Yeah. Showing off how he was always good with his slingshot and stealing fruit and all that stuff. <laughs> it's, it's cute little moments and even yeah. get the little, like what these kids want. They want to run a cavern. They be a, want to be a carpenter. They want to write novels. And it does get you a little choked up when you get, get yeah. into it. It's like, he starts crying. It's like, keep those dreams alive. <laughs> That's what One Piece is about. It's just about going after your dreams. Is this our first moment of the the One Piece ugly cry? I think um, it is. 
to my recollection, at least, and they're, yeah, they're they're all ugly crying. Oh yeah, they're all ugly cry, crying. It, like the only one I can think of is maybe Kobe, but I don't think yeah. it was even this pronounced. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and the, the the final spread for it is really really good, where it's it's the kids on one side and Usopp on the other, and just like this big long shot in the middle mm-hmm. as he as he declares that the the crew is disbanded, just letting it all sit there as they all react and like that's it, the crew is disbanded. And that's the end of our set of chapters. Yeah. Where we'll have to find out what's next for Usopp. He's heading out to sea alone. Yeah. I doubt that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's be honest. If you're reading this this off the Shonen Jump app or seeing covers or something like that, (laughs) you know what's coming (laughs) next. (laughs) I wonder what it could be. But... Is this, other than a bit of an epilogue, this is the end of this arc, and we're getting yeah, into the we, next one. Yeah, we finished one. another one. Yeah, we, no, that, another that's arc. That's like our third one, right? Basically, uh, something like that. I think. Like, let's see, Romance Dawn, which is basically just all the stuff up to up to the end of Morgan. And then yep. we got Buggy, and now we have Kuro. So yeah, third yeah, arc done. That's oh man, yeah, forty chapters into the series. So yeah, it's it's crazy, and I am pretty excited about what's coming up next. Yeah, these the next. I'm. This is to me. This is where One Piece starts getting real good. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. But there's also I there's some there's some weaknesses there that I remember from the anime that I'm very mm-hmm. curious. I'm going to be present in the manga. Now, sure, th- sure. I will say that for the Kuro arc, the manga fixed a lot of issues. The pacing yeah, helped that it was, a lot. The pacing was actually really really good for the for mm-hmm. the story arc. It built up Kuro as more of a threat. I don't remember. Kuro being much of a threat in the anime to be honest like he mm-hmm. might have been but I just like again I never got the sense that Luffy was any in any danger he didn't get yeah. enough big hits on Luffy to make it feel like a thing he got a kick to the face and a few deep gouges but that we've yeah, seen he got that Zoro cut towards that the off. end but yeah <laughs> it's fine it's fine yeah it's just some really really satisfying hits at mm-hmm. the um at the end of the fight it's it's good stuff felt good yeah so yeah Next time, we'll uh, finish up what uh, the, the the rest of this arc and yeah. move on to what lies next. But with that, I believe we've said all we wanted to say about chapters 36 to 40 of One Piece. Thank you so much for listening, and you can find more of my ramblings and stream VODs over at BitNerd Games on YouTube or BitNerd with an underscore at the end on Twitter. Brandon, where can they find you at? I'm at Brandon Bovia on Twitter. If you want to see me talk about anime and manga and games, and occasionally my job, um, that includes, you know, lettering English releases of manga and stuff. Yeah, Dragon Ball Super, Kaiju Number 8, all that good stuff. All the hits. And all the hits. Quite a, quite a few obscure things, too. And who knows? Maybe you'll end up one day on One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Of course, if you'd like to help us out more, you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash Derek Bittner. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K-B-I-T-N-E-R to listen to the next episode three days early. And make sure to return next time as we discuss chapters 41 to 45 of One Piece. Until then, my friends, bye. And remember to take life one piece at a time. of you will continue on your paths promise me that you will never let the fires of your ambitions die out as of today our group the Usopp Pirates 